In this episode, we chat with Wishdad and volunteer Bill Gonzalez. In 2007, Bill's daughter, Allie, had her wish granted to have a Sweet 16 party at the Thayer Hotel at West Point Military Academy. Since 2012, Bill has served as an event volunteer and Speakers Bureau volunteer, sharing the power of a wish with our local community. Here is Bill Gonzalez. Thank you so much for joining us on the uh, Wish House podcast. Thank you. It is a pleasure and it's an honor to be a part of the Make-A-Wish celebration for that anniversary. It's great. That's fantastic. And and how is the family doing? I mean, you mentioned Ali a few times earlier, and I'm curious, how have you guys been holding up during the pandemic and, and everything? Well, uh, like everyone else, it's been tough, but we've been adhering to all the rules that the scientists proclaim. You know, we're wearing our mask, we're sanitizing, we're staying out of the large groups. Um, Ali has been uh, doing her teaching virtually because she's a you know high school social studies teacher and uh, global history. And it's, it's been difficult. It's been very trying. Um, so she's upstairs right now. In fact, if, if she wasn't doing that, I probably could have used her laptop and would have had a nice picture, <laughs> but, um, she is, she's just doing fantastically. I mean, she's just, uh, she's a pillar of strength in her school. The, uh, the staff and the principals, they, they love her and they love her involvement in the school, the various activities that she chairs. And of course she coaches sports up there, just like I do. I coach baseball up there too. So it's, um, it's been tremendous. Uh, my son is doing extremely well. He's living in Brooklyn now and he's um, with a friend, a, a lady friend, and he works for Google now. And he's a public relations person for them. He's doing extremely well. My lovely wife, Ada, just retired as a teaching assistant at the local elementary school. Um, she was of age and she knew it was time because the way the COVID crisis has affected schools, it makes it extremely difficult, especially working with the children that she worked with, which were, you know, either uh, some kind of a mental handicap or an emotional uh, disorder. So to do so via Zoom or any other type of internet facility was really, really tough, very, very hard and very demanding. And she just felt that it was time. Once you lose out on the ability to have that one-on-one -on -one interaction and really be there to help the child, uh, it makes it extremely tough. That's Plus so she true. Plus, you know, the fact that I've been retired for like 10 years, you know, she said, all right, show's over. Let's get with that honeydew list. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. It's so exciting that you guys have the ability and the time to be, to spend together now, you know, now that she's retired and you can go to a lot more Yankee games once Yankee Stadium opens up. And, yeah. um, you know, how, I mean, that's actually kind of a nice segue because, you know, one of the things that's really interesting because of our chapter is our ability to connect with our wish families as well as our volunteers, because we are such a close knit make a wish community. But Absolutely. one of the fun things about it is that in my experience, I've bumped into you more outside of make a wish stuff than anything else. And usually it's at Yankee stadium <laughs> to go watch a game. I bump in, you're always in the same section. I'm usually walking around and we always end up bumping into each other. You know, it's pretty funny that that's how we see each other more of is through the Yankees, it's, right? It's, it's a Make-A-Wish connection. It's a Yankee connection. It was just meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so, you know, as, as a wish dad, you know, and obviously you've actually mentioned already a few times is Allie. So, you know, for those that are listening into this podcast, you know, share a little bit about your daughter, Allie, and, um, and how you guys first heard about Make-A-Wish and kind of the process of having her wish granted. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's always difficult when you learn about Make-A-Wish because unfortunately, sometimes it's due to the fact that a child in your family or someone that you know has become ill. But back in 2005, Alexandra was uh, diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and a very kind and nice social worker at the Hackensack Hospital introduced us to the opportunity and said, well, I'll forward her name and information along. And at that point in time, we knew nothing of Make-A-Wish. If we saw a commercial on TV, maybe that was about it. But that opened up a tremendous number of doors and opportunities to see and participate in what a fantastic organization Make-A-Wish is. So after a couple of years uh, with her treatments, and again, Make-A-Wish, the whole staff, yourself, Tom, Denise, everybody there who was involved, the wish granters, started to go through the process and asking her what she would like as her wish. So, of course, getting back to the Yankee connection, the first thing that came to mind was, oh, meet and greet Derek Jeter. But you know what? She was able to give it some thought. And through the kindness and the help of the wish granters, kind of led her in a way, but Also, it was my daughter who took it upon herself to recognize how the community that we live in rallied around her and around us. At that time, I was a school board member, so I actually got to know a lot of people in the schools, um, and she was very popular at the time. She had just entered high school, suffering high school, and in, in just having that opportunity avail itself and the help that we got from the community i mean it was not it was not atypical to have a van pull up with someone with food and trays knowing that we had been with Allie the whole day in treatment and she said you know dad i want to do something to thank and to recognize the community and she wanted to then throw a big party and that ultimately ended up being her wish it actually coincided with her sweet 16. By that time, it was 2007. Uh, she had just turned 16 in November. And what better way to thank and show our appreciation to the community by having a wish that, make, that only Make-A-Wish could provide um, to really thank everyone who was involved in helping us during that very trying time. And let me tell you, December 1st, 2007, that will be a date that is etched in our memories forever. It was exciting. It was fantastic. Uh, We were at the Thayer Hotel for her 2016. Abe, I felt like it was a wedding. (laughs) That's that's how fantastic and tremendous it was. I walked around and it was hundreds of people. The local school uh, schools provided us with transportation. They used school buses to take all the kids. And we had close, I believe it was 100 individuals, mostly the kids from the high school and from other levels of school that she had gone to. And it was the 
best party with change of dresses and music and DJ and food. Um, it was the best way. And, and, and the way that I can attribute that it was the best thing that she could have possibly thought of is that years later, people still bring that to memory and bring that to our attention. What a wonderful time they had, what a great organization and support that Make-A-Wish provided. And they were so thankful that they had that opportunity to be there and celebrate because by that time she had already kind of turned the corner and was on her way to being healthy. And thank God um, there's been no reoccurrence. She has gone on to do some fantastic things from her high school, college, uh, coaching, teaching, um, basically become a cornerstone of her educational system. And we are so proud of her. And when you are involved with an organization such as Make-A-Wish, so where you guys are at, um, you, you, you just have to feel to give back and you have to want to give back because they did so much for us. The fact that they took everything, control of everything from the standpoint, we'll take care of this. I kept wanting to say, can I help out with invitations? Can I help out with something? We all wanted to chip in. No, no. This is about us, make a wish, taking care of your family and helping to bring this wish to your daughter. And I am forever grateful. My whole family is forever grateful. And there's nothing, nothing that we wouldn't do to help the Make-A-Wish organization in any capacity, which being a volunteer has probably been the best thing ever to be able to go to other schools, whether it's for fundraisers, uh, whether it's to see a child who may be ill and is now hooking up with Make-A-Wish. Uh, some of the most <laughs> fun times was probably all the wish events from the walk, walk for wishes, the times that we went to the wish ball where my wife literally had to bring my arm down when, Hey, we're looking for uh, we're looking for a little rental uh, money coming up. we got to pay for the wish house and who's got, you know, and I'm ready to raise my hand and go, Whoa, wait a minute there, buddy boy. <laughs> You're not, not exactly some of their ballparks and you got to be so thankful and blessed that there are individuals who recognize the importance and the need and what a great thing this is. I mean, the, the greatest wish giving organization in the world. So to be able to contribute and to keep that going and to keep that spirit going, um, you know, I'm grateful and thankful that uh, there are some people with, that can afford to really help and support. And if our way to do that is by being available and helping out with activities, then uh, that's I think that that's that's we appreciate doing that too. You know, it's interesting. I was going back and I was uh, looking into the you, some statistics about you, um, and I was looking at when you you actually started as a volunteer. So your anniversary date uh, was is January thirtieth, two thousand and twelve. So that's almost a little over five years from when Ali's wish was granted to when you you were decided to move forward and and start doing some volunteer work. So I'm curious. During that five-year period, were you guys just as a family just trying to get back into a normal routine again after everything with Allie? You know, what was kind of going on during that five-year period between when the wish was granted to when you became a volunteer? Because I think it's, impor it's important to share that 
um, because there are a lot of other parents that are going to be listening to this that have uh, wish kids in the pipeline or wishes that were recently granted to them. And they're sometimes struggling with, yes, we want to give back. Yes, we want to do stuff, but maybe it's just not the right time for them. And that's okay. And sometimes it's important to kind of give some time to kind of let it breathe and then you can come back later. So what was the experience for you? Well, I agree with that. Um, well, she graduated high school in 2009 and went on to college. So, of course, that whole uh, exercise uh, consumes your time and consumes your effort. Uh, from the first day that you move into a college dorm, and unfortunately, I, I feel so bad that a lot of kids miss out on that opportunity because of COVID-19, but the fact that we were involved with her college process um, trying to recover and get back into the swing of things ourselves. Uh, at that point in time, um, before 2012, I was still a full-time employee. My wife, of course, was a full-time employee. I was doing my work as a school board member, which consumes a lot of time. And that was my way of being involved and in helping out in the school district, kind of like giving back uh, in my own way at that point in time. And then you start thinking about all the wonderful memories and all the good time and the opportunity one way or another, I can't even remember how it presented itself, but you think back and you say, look what they do for all of these kids and all these families. How could we not look to get involved? I mean, it just, it was common sense. You know, you, you think about a lot of, organizations and there's opportunities for charities and things of that sort but you really kind of have to weed your way through that and and really decide and balance which are the ones that I can give my time which may have impacted me or somebody that I know our next door neighbors I actually had referred them their child went to Disney World as a granting a wish for that child so you kind of got to see that hey you know this is a way not only to introduce other families, but to keep having that opportunity to say thank you. And, and that's what kind of got us involved. And even Ali was saying, you know, we should really look to do some more and to try to be involved and be a part. And they did so much for us. I mean, one of the memorable things is that every time we'd go to the Wish House, uh, Tom, of course, we start talking about Yankees and the football giants, but he he would bring me into his office and there would be the large picture of Alexandra surrounded by all of the military personnel that were part of the festivities. And that to me, that was very touching that that particular evening, that particular event made such an impression on him. And to me, I'm saying like, wow, if this is how wonderful he thinks that something like this was, how can I not want to be a part of this in some way or another? And yeah. I think that's, that's, what convinced, that's what convinced me. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, you're, you're mentioning Tom, but for those that are listening that may not know who Tom is, you know, you're referring to our president CEO, Tom Conklin, and he does have yeah. that photo of Ali's wish right in his office with the, you know, the, the tunnel of sabers that the uh, West Point military cadets and officers, I believe, were, were, were holding when she came through. Um, it's a wonderful picture. We'll be sure to share it in the, you know, in the show notes for those that are going to be listening in the podcast. We have a picture of her sitting with the cadets. I don't know if you can make yeah, that out. Yeah, that's great. Yes, that's it a is. beautiful picture. 
sitting by the fireplace and uh, of course with the with the sabers uh, you know making that little tunnel for her to walk through it was just such an incredible event and again when you're a part of an organization like this and can contribute and be thankful uh, for the work that you all do because it doesn't happen unless you guys are there and your staff and the people who you know they have that empathy they care they want to do right by these children, knowing that in many instances they've had such a difficult time and the families have had such a hard time in, in trying to deal with a child's health that what you guys show, the love that you show, it, it can never be duplicated. And that again, these are all reasons why you want to stay involved in one way or another with Make-A-Wish. And that made it easy for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you talk a little bit about, you know, the wish and the impact it's had on you. Cause obviously now you've been a volunteer for, you know, eight years, um, mm -hmm. you know, going on nine in, that, in, in a few months. Um, you then also, you know, just for those that may not be aware of what volunteering is, there's different subtypes of volunteers. So right. you've helped out with events. You're part of our speakers bureau. Um, I saw you just showed in, in, in you know, a picture of, um, I, it looks like a wish story that of, of Ali that I'm, I'm guessing you may share at events or something like that, or when yes, you're I doing do. speaking gigs, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so you're prepared to kind of share the impact of a wish with the community. Anytime you're kind of, at, you know, it works out with scheduling and everything. Um, and, and, and once again, you know, we can't thank you enough for joining us on this podcast because as a wish dad, you know, yourself, you know, you've seen the impact of a wish, you know, on a personal level, you know, with your daughter and, and how it's kind of permeated throughout the rest of your family. I mean, you talked about, um, you know, you guys participated in our walk. You guys typically always have a walk team almost every year. And I always see you guys always walking together as a group, as a caravan of people, which is fantastic. Um, and then obviously also, you know, Allie was part of, is part of our alumni committee and she was part of it when we first kind of started with the alumni committee as well. So she kind of participated in that. And, you know, she on occasion also loves to share about her experience when, again, when it kind of works out schedule wise. So you guys are very, yeah. very involved, you know, in, in, within, in, within what you guys can, can offer, which is okay. You know, you guys are as involved as you can be. Um, and you guys do a really great job of sharing our mission with, with the community. You know, I'm curious, I mean, you mentioned that your next door neighbor, you um, had the opportunity to, to refer their child for a wish. Now for other parents, wish parents and guardians that are, um, kind of in the process of referring their child, what can you share with them as advice on things that they can, should be prepared for, you know, whether it's through the referral process or kind of the, the wish process, since you've been through it personally, what would you share with them as, as an advice, as a wish dad, you know, for them to be ready for that? I, I think the wish process for one is made easier by the members of the WISH staff. So they help guide you and take you along. Again, as I mentioned earlier, they try to relieve you of the stress and the anxiety that might be involved in organizing and, and having a WISH granted for your child. So in that respect, I think that's very important that they understand that your organization, your people realize what's going on. And the fact that they can take away a little bit of that angst, a little bit of that anxiety, um, and that stress is such a tremendous, tremendous value to any family that is going through this process. Second of all, I think 
it's very important that they try to step back and let the wish granters do their thing because they will ultimately help and guide and provide all of the information and all of the opportunities that are available to that child. And I think then it's up to the child if they're able to really decide and say, I would love to do this. I would love to do that. You guys are going to make it happen. I mean, in every avenue, in every respect, your organization makes it happen. And, and, and you're going to sit there, and I'm telling you, you're going to sit there, you're going to cry, but there'll be tears of joy because you're seeing what a wonderful opportunity, what a wonderful event, what a wonderful day, what a wonderful trip, whatever it might be, um, that you're going to be a participant of and your child is going to, is going to remember it forever. Um, that to me is, is basically what the process is. Let the child decide. I mean, it could be something silly, but it could be something fantastic. But if it makes them happy, and that's the bottom line, to grant the wishes of these children who have these underlying conditions or have an injury or illness that is, is so, has such ramifications on how your family lives. Um, this is what's so important about Make-A-Wish and how they're going to help you get through that tough time. Yeah. No, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that because I'm sure there's some parents that are either, you know, have, are in the early process of that, that wish journey, or maybe they have a child that they're, you know, they're maybe getting more information about Make-A-Wish through this podcast that we'll be sharing. So it's quite possible that they'll be listening to this and hearing your experience and maybe have some encouragement that, you know, the wish is not just uh, it doesn't just happen in a vacuum that there's so many other no. factors around it and that there's a ripple effect, right. Of the wish post the, uh, the, the actual the, experience. One of the greatest things uh, and that people tend to overlook or forget is make a wish has relationships and has a network with other organizations that do things for kids. You mentioned earlier about opportunity to go see uh, Yankee games and the Nick games and uh, Ranger games. You, you had the opportunity to cater to what our child and what our family enjoys. And you find ways to, to interconnect that into the wish as well. I mean, it's just so many opportunities and, and so many adventures positive adventures that a child could have only because Make-A-Wish, it just stands on top, on top of the world in terms of being able to help children and families that are ill. And to have that network and that connection with other agencies and organizations that could support and supplement I mean, it's great. You get, you get more bang for the buck. I got news for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and I'm curious, I mean, just to kind of take a step back a little bit, I mean, with your experience as a volunteer, you know, one of the things that shocked me, to be quite honest, and I don't know why I never thought about it much, you know, when I was managing the volunteers more on a day-to-day, and now we have our volunteer coordinator that does a lot of that with that work. Um, but I noticed that you were not trained as a wish granter. So I'm curious, you know, being that you're, you speak Spanish, you're bilingual, you know, you're in an area of need in Rockland County. How did we never conver- have a conversation about that? I'm curious. Or maybe we did, and I just can't remember. Oh, maybe yeah, it was just the timing, on. right? <laughs> yeah. No, believe me. Um, you, you had that opportunity, and that opportunity was presented to me. I'm probably on more than one occasion. Okay. And Tom Conklin also tried to draft me for other potential positions in the organization. But, you know, uh, one of the... The, 
one of the jokes that I used to tell people is that uh, I'm I'm the president of the can't say no club. But you know, at some point, at one point, I had to kind of draw the line only because um, between my school board work, my coaching, it a lot of time was invested in those uh, opportunities and those engagements, and it wouldn't be fair either to make a wish or to any of these other agencies. And I just found myself that if you go in too many directions, you know, you can't do any one thing really well if you're being pulled in three or four other directions. So I felt that being um, a wish volunteer was something that was more able for my, um, my, my career and my, my time to be able to do that, squeeze that in. There are many times that I was able to uh, incorporate as a matter of fact, one of the times I believe we saw you was at a Rockland Boulder game, and they've now become uh, a different because they're in a different league. But yeah, the, the, now they're the New York Boulders. The New York Boulders, yes. Uh, I would make it a point of having – I coached high school softball, and currently I coach high school baseball. I would have the teams come to the Make-A-Wish night at, at Boulder Stadium. And a part of that process was not only for them – to uh, make a contribution, but to also be a part and see exactly what your organization does and to feel good about volunteering and introducing them to a way of saying, this is how you can give back to your community. So although I am not a wish granter, I've tried to weave into all my other activities that I did at that time and as I continue to do as part of my way of doing something for Make-A-Wish. I just felt that the being a wish granter was tough. I just, at the time with my family and everything that was going on, it would have, something had to give and something had to be sacrificed. Right. And at that point, it just, it wasn't in the cards for me, but that doesn't mean it can't be in the cards for someone else. Uh, you may find that you have that kind of time, you have that ability or, or, or that need because sometimes it's even a need that you need to want to do something like that in that capacity. But I think what I have come to realize is that the Make-A-Wish organization appreciates any capacity that you can provide in trying to help out with kids. Our Stars at Home virtual talent show is back. We're bringing together the stars in our community to show support for local Wish Kids. And just like last year, these video submissions will be posted online and anyone can vote by donating in support of their favorite video. Now, through July 11th, you can submit a video showing off your hidden or not so hidden talent. Your talent could be anything from dancing, singing, cooking the perfect omelet, crocheting, performing a trick with your favorite pet, or even building a dollhouse. All types of performances are welcome, so show us what you've got. The video with the most votes and dollars wins. This year, in honor of our 35th anniversary, we're aiming to raise a minimum of $35,000. What are you waiting for? Go to our show notes and submit your video today. That's a good point. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because sometimes when families have a wish granted to their child early on, they want to get involved in everything from volunteering to being on our board or hosting events. And so they want to do a little bit of everything, which we appreciate and we are thankful for it. Right. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's sometimes not always the best fit at that time. And it doesn't mean that it won't be a good fit later on. And I think sure. you're a good example of someone that kind of slowly 
added things on. You didn't just go full on board and you were like, I'm a speaker, I'm an event. It's like, you didn't do everything in one shot. You definitely took kind of, you know, baby steps towards, you know, other things based yes. on your availability, based on your interest. And, and that's okay. And I think that's important to share with families is that it's okay to take a time, some time after your wish, that it's okay to kind of slowly get into it, you know, involved with the chapter on a local level, you know, at your pace, um, you know, that it's okay. And I think that's important for families to hear because sometimes I, I, I find that families want to get involved because they're so thankful for the opportunity. Um, but sometimes there's a lot going on. So so wanna... it, can, it can be overwhelming, but yeah. I, can, I, can give you, I can give a hint or I can give a clue to uh, potential volunteers. Start out locally. There are many events that your local community can, can hold, uh, either to fundraise or to um, participate in part of a wish. Uh, a lot of things locally, and that's the way to kind of ease yourself into it. And, and I think once you do that, uh, it doesn't take much to convince you that, hey, this is something that I want to be a part of. Right. And I see what, what wonderful things this organization does. And, it, and, and then it makes it easy. It really is. Once you're in it, it's easy because you're doing something that you love and enjoy and you're helping out families and kids. That's so true. And, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, getting involved locally in your you know, hometown and your particular hometown, you want to hometown, you recently uh, actually, well, not recently, but, you know, before COVID, you know, one of the last events you actually did was with another wish that in Muhammad over at uh, a carnival event, if I remember correctly. Correct. Right. How Correct. was that kind of working side by side with another wish dad who had a wish granted to his son not too long ago? We're always going to share stories. So you're going to share your story of your child and how Make-A-Wish got involved with you and you with them. And then once you do that, then it's about grabbing everybody that comes by. And the good news is when you, when you do something that's locally, more times than not, you know a lot of the people that you may run into. And that in itself is a way of spreading the word about Make-A-Wish because, hey, you remember I did this, that, and the other, or, hey, you got to want to help here. This is a great organization. And, you know, I, come on, I mowed your grass the other day. How about a little something in return? You know, so <laughs> it can really help to uh, foster more relationships and a greater understanding of what Make-A-Wish is all about. So when you're out there, and you start, hey, I got a button. I got, listen, I got this Make-A-Wish wristband. This has never left my, maybe it broke, but I got replacements. And I never, never without it. And people will still ask, well, what's that for? Why are you wearing it? Oh, glad you asked. And then I introduced them to all of the various aspects of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And try to get them to sign up. And, and just show them, I said, this is, this is a labor of love. This is something that you're going to want to do because it makes you feel good as well as making the families that you're impacting feel good. And, and there's nothing that can replace that. Uh, so it was, it was a good time. Of course, sometimes the kids are too busy running around with the attractions, but that's right. okay because we'll get all of the adults. <laughs> Come over here. I know you. Didn't I coach your kid in softball? <laughs> you know? So it, it opens up other doors and other avenues. And before you know it, word spreads around. And then you bump into those same people and say, hey, you know, I gave Make-A-Wish a call, or I'd like some more information on that. And, and then, of course, you're happy to provide. And that's how it spreads. That's how it spreads. 
That's so true. You know, and, and kind of, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit, one of the interesting things, but still within the conversation about community involvement and, you know, you being one of the you know strong pillars of your own community in Rockland County, you know, you actually knew our volunteer coordinator, Jillian Rodriguez, you know, um, before she actually joined the staff, you know, how, yeah. tell me a little bit about that. How did that come about? How you knew the family? She actually lives right down the block from us. And there's probably more times than not that we've bumped into each other and their families. He's got wonderful parents. Um, probably how we got to know each other. And again, this is a quick story about how a community really helps to rally around um, a situation or, or a need. Um, Jillian's brother uh, passed due to a heart condition uh, very young. He was a teacher. And of course, we all got involved. They had a softball tournament. I played in it. I umpired it. I really wanted to play all the time. But my other teammates, they just, they just can't do it. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so we would go and get involved. And I got to know the family through that unfortunate incident, which was actually something that we would celebrate each year to commemorate because he was an organ donor. His, his death created and helped lives and help to keep others alive so that to me was very important that to me i was very uh on my whole family we would attend the events um we really cared about that and through that we got to know jillian and her mom and dad and uh, like i said we they lived down the block from us we passed each other we would pass each other all the time um she is a wonderful person she has the spirit uh, she has the desire. She certainly has the passion uh, for wanting to have volunteers join on, join on, and it's a great person to have. She really is, and she loves what she does. How was it when you found out that she uh, was working for us? Was it a surprise? Were you like, how did here. that happen? <laughs> really? Come on! I didn't know that. You know, I you know I would see the name and I said. Yeah, but you know, at the time before she married, her, her last name, Ruzik, not exactly the most popular name out there. You know, mm -hmm. not like Dallas, there's a million of us. But <laughs> um, it was it was like, oh my God, you're that, Jillian? You're that, make a wish? Oh my God. So it was great. It was, it was, it was really great to see, great to hear. Uh, and finally, to be able to make that connection that we didn't realize earlier. So it, it, it's good because it, she will funnel things, especially that might be uh, Rockland community, Rockland County um, events. And, and, and she knows that she knows if she needs me, I'll be there for them. I'll be there. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing all these amazing stories and the connections, the interwovenness of the community and just all that good stuff. Um, you know, one of the segments that we're, we're doing in, in, during this podcast is called our Shooting Stars segment. So it'll be kind of some quick kind of questions and just, you know, without much preparing, just kind of spit out whatever comes to your mind first. After all these things you've shared and, and maybe other stuff that you haven't shared yet, what is your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory? Either as a Wish Dad, volunteer, what would wow. be your favorite one? Wow. That's that's tough because you're asking me to rank them. Yeah. 
I'll give you two. How about two? Your top two. My top two. Top two. Well, of course, my daughter's wish has to be up there. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, let's see. There's been there's been a few. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, we had the opportunity uh, one night to, uh, to make a wish, sponsored with one of the other organizations, an event. Uh, to go to a hockey game, New York Rangers. And we were able to share that event with another wish child, a young man, big Ranger fan. And I think the, the joy that he showed and the opportunity that Make-A-Wish gave to be able to be at that event, not only meant a lot to us as a family, but you could see, I mean, the smile from ear to ear. The granting of that kind of a wish, where not only attending an event, but then meeting some personalities, meeting, meeting some of the uh, ex-hockey um, players, retired hockey players. Um, that, to me, I remember that because that always kind of brought tears to my eyes, seeing the kind of joy that that young man experienced. Uh, that was a while ago. That was a while ago, but uh, that left a, a, lasting, a lasting impression. I've gone to some local events where I, I think – What's really heartwarming is when you go like to an elementary school or a middle school and have students, uh, peers that rally around another student and, and show their support, show their initiative uh, by coming up with creative ways to fundraise and help support the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, so that to me has been, has been very heartwarming and, and, and memorable for me because it's not about the specific child that's being assisted, but the fact that everyone is able to rally around and show their support and recognize what Make-A-Wish does for that child. That's awesome. And I mean, you, you've rescued to, you know, with, with Ali's wish. I mean, we've talked about wishes a lot, you know, so I was, as you know, there's five formal wish categories. There are to go, to meet, to have, to be, and to give. If you could have a wish, what would it be? Oh my gosh. <sighs> Let's see. Okay, to give. Well, I can't I can't give everybody health and joy. I mean, I try in the best way I can. That's not something that's easy to give to be. I think my to be dates days are done. Um, <laughs> to have, I think I think to have our health and to have a family or to have people around you that care about you. Uh, I think that that's one of the greatest gifts that someone could have um, to meet. Well, I guess, you know, getting back to my Yankees, I guess I'd want to meet some of the Yankees and maybe play a game at Yankee stadium. <laughs> ah, there you go. Who's your favorite Yankee right now? I know who your all time favorite Yankee, which is Mickey Mantle. Um, right. but who can't is your, can't meet him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But if you could meet a current Yankee, who would be the one out of all the current ones that you would want to meet? You know, uh, he's obviously very popular right now. Uh, I'd probably like to meet Aaron judge, uh, simply because 
he seems like he's the face of the organization, but he carries himself in a way very similar to what Derek Jeter did. Uh, I, I like an individual who is humble and who appreciates the opportunity that they've been given. And uh, he's, not, he's not the type of person that's so into himself. I think he is the type of person that would give of himself to others. So I, I guess to be able to meet him, and maybe I could work on his uh, uh, hitting stance a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I think I could fix his problem for swing and misses. Hey, listen, but, let me tell you, as a baseball coach, I'm sure you can give him some really concrete tips to shorten me, his swing and, uh, you know, just go opposite field. You don't have to force it. If the television could only hear, if they could only hear the, my pointer, <laughs> I'd be in my glory. But, you know, that's not the way it is, unfortunately. But I, you know, I, I do my thing. On my softball team, they call me the coach. There you go. That's great, man. If you okay. could give advice to a member of the community that's interested in volunteering but not really sure how to go about it, you know, in your experience as a, as a, as a wish dad, as a volunteer, what would be some things that you would encourage them to look into before getting involved with Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley? Well, the first thing I would say is they have to look inside themselves. They have to have that want or that desire to want to be a part of something special, to be a part of something good, to want to be able to give back in some capacity. I think many of us uh, especially in this world, want to be involved, want to do something. And there are lots of opportunities. And how does one decide? How does one weed out uh, what it is that they want to do? How can they help? I think when you examine yourself inside and know that, you know, this is something special, I want to be able to give back. I want to be able to help children and families that are in, in need. Um, this is an opportunity um, that I think they can exercise that desire to want to provide assistance, want to provide some help, want to provide some volunteerism uh, to an organization, a community. That's what I would say first, because I think once you have that commitment in yourself, the rest is going to be easy. You're going to want to work. You're going to want to do and want to be a part. It, your, your organization makes it easy to be able to want to participate. You have to have it in yourself, make up your mind and in your heart that this is the kind of thing that you want to do. And once you have that, the rest, it's, it's gonna all fall into place. That's awesome. Yeah, and we have a great person at our office who we just talked about and Jillian who can help guide them through that process. If they are interested in volunteering, um, she can talk them through it, you know, talk about the different opportunities and kind of get them started if they do wanna move forward with becoming an officially kind of uh, trained volunteer, they can then start the process of going through the application and orientation and all that fun stuff that uh, precedes actually working out at, at an event. Look who's here. Hey, Allie, how's it going? How are you holding up? How's everything, you know, during this pandemic? It's like bananas, right? Yeah, you know, um, I'll just be brief because yeah, I, know, I know you guys are doing work um, and I have laundry to do. Um, <laughs> Don't I mean, we all? I have bags of laundry right next to me right now. Yeah, I'm like, I had this weekend. And I was like, I really need to do laundry when I get home. Um, I mean, it's good. It's it's definitely not easy. I miss being in school with the kids because that's the whole reason I went into teaching. So 
Um, it's really hard, like waving at them, but at least a lot of them are on the screen. You know, clubs are starting up virtually, so we'll get to see them a little bit more. Um, but I miss them. And total side note, which is not relevant to school, but um, I'm getting a couple friends together because we want to do the 5K for oh, make awesome. Um, so I have a couple friends that want to do it and donate virtually. So I think that'll be fun to do just on the, on the side to get outside and enjoy the fresh air. What limited air we could get. Um, but yeah, so that's really are- great. It sounds good. It's so good to see you. Good seeing you. Bye. See ya. Hey man, it's a labor of love. Let me hey tell man, you. let me tell you, you're absolutely right because you know, that's a great, that that's just great because that's what this podcast is about is about showing the, you know, not just the impact of a wish and, and kind of seeing where, you know, kids go after their wish is granted. Cause Allie's a perfect example. You know, she went through a difficult period of time and then, you know, her life kept on going, you know, she, you know, went continued through school and became a teacher. Now she's, you know, teaching, you know, the future minds of tomorrow. And, um, you know, and it's really an amazing thing to see that. And, you know, to have your perspective as a wish dad, you know, seeing it through your eyes, seeing her, you know, I can only imagine the, the immense joy that you get out of it, um, that you're able to, you know, see that happen and kind of unfold in front of you. Joy and pride, proud of what she has been able to accomplish. And we're so happy and proud of her. That's, that's fantastic. And let me add, to, we'll kind of end it with this. We'll just kind of tie a bow on it. If you could say anything to, you know, the wish granters that help grant Allie's wish or to the community around you that, that supported your experience of, of having a, a wish for Allie, you know, what would you say to make the Make-A-Wish family about our 35th anniversary? Like, what would you like to sh- kind of end it with, with, you know, what would you like to share with them? Okay, there better be at least 35 more years, if not 100. Uh, we can't say thank you enough. I think Make-A-Wish being there for us all these years, I mean, it's unfortunate. You kind of wish we didn't have to have this kind of an organization. But the fact that we do and the fact that people like yourself are, are involved and do care and, and make a difference. What I would say about Make-A-Wish is that you make a difference, a positive difference in this world where there's so much that could be negative. You guys are the shining light. You guys are the star. But I just want to thank you once again for your, your just your time, your dedication to our organization, you know, as members like you, as part of a volunteer community that really help us, you know, share our mission. And, you know, we can't thank you enough. So thank you, Bill, for taking some time out of your day and, and chatting with us here on the Wish House Pod. Thank you so much. You take care and all my best to everybody at the Wish House. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum, Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.